Welcome back to the backyard of Queensland. Uh, a very hot topic we're going to deal with today. But firstly, Clates, uh, Murray's gone mad, and we've had to we've had to get rid of him. So you and I are left to carry the can yep. here a little bit. Do you think you're up to the task? I'll try and not upset anybody with this one. <laughs> well, the reason I ask this, uh, listeners, is because Clates has been charged with the task of picking out his best three courses in Queensland. I am distancing myself from him, and I'm just going to throw arrows at him. But away we go, Clates. Do you want to start at number three or do you want to start at number one? Well, no, no order. No order. So no just order. generally speaking, three courses that generally are the best. Generally speaking. Well, the first should be an RIP. Before you get into the RIP, are we talking just southeast Queensland or are we talking the whole state? Well, I haven't seen that much of golf in Queensland. Fairness, I've played Paradise Palms, Laguna Keys. Um, Some good courses up north in the, you know. No, the Coolum, Twin Waters. Oh, a little it. around Brisbane. Yeah. And but then, some good courses far in far north Queensland. Got, yeah, I've never played much up there at all. Okay. Because there were no tour events up there and there was no reason ever to go up there. So um, wh- why would I? Which is a kind of a... Yeah. <laughs> Hello to our friends in Cairns and Townsville. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, there was, there was never a tour event up there and I was away and there was, there was just never a reason to go there really. Yeah. All right. So I think we've uh, probably... Uh, given away a little bit that your top three, including the RIP that you're about to talk about, will uh, will take place like mostly in southeast Queensland. Yep. RIP, go for it. Well, Laguna Keys, which was a beautiful place. It was one of the most beautiful places in the world to play golf. Mm. And I don't know why it didn't work, except that it was hard to get to. So, Barnboogle, which is the equivalent sort of thing, beautiful course in a faraway destination. Bamboogle is reasonably accessible if you relate it to Laguna Keys, which was much more difficult to get to, certainly from the south of Australia. Well, before we move on, then, um, what, how do you rate Hamilton Island? Which is I've never, I've, I've only seen the pictures. And your thoughts on that? Well, it looks spectacular. I don't, yeah. well, I don't know what it's like, but it looks amazing. I mean, it takes great photos. Yeah, it does. Anyway, let's get back to the three at hand. Well, I think. Peter Thompson did Twin Waters and Hope Island, which were both, I always thought his work on new courses was better than his work on existing courses because he, he could create that style that he liked, that look he liked from from start to finish. And I, I really enjoyed both those courses a lot. I think probably Hope Island was marginally better, but both terrific courses, I thought. Fun to play, interesting. You know, I got the strategy. I mean, a lot of people don't, they hate, which will kind of lead on to Royal Queensland later, but... They don't understand the place of bunkers in the middle of fairways. And bunkers in the middle of fairways, as long as there's space to go around or play short or play over, then they work really well. I mean, So both Twin Waters and Hope Island were, were, were highlighted by bunkers, central bunkers in fairways that where you had to figure out how you were going to play the hole. So the strategies were really interesting. So that's that's one of the three, or are you, but they both in there? No, well, I've, I've, given we've only got three, and I'm, I'm going to pick... <laughs> We'll extend it out to four. So you've got Twin Waters and Hope Island. Okay. Then, then well, I was, I was going to go from Thompson to the Queensland icon, Greg Norman. Yep. Who did Brookwater, which was a difficult site and, a, and, a, and another terrific golf course. Good. They've redone it since I last saw it, so I'm not sure what happened to it. But that was a, on, on a difficult site. Bob, Bob Harrison and Greg did a great job there, I thought. Would that be one of the hardest members' courses if you play off the back tees in Australia? 
or was it the way you Probably. used to know it? Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah, it was. I mean that. Yeah, it was. It was hard. It was a hard golf course. But but Greg did hard golf courses, and whether that was Greg wanting to, to do hard golf courses or the client wanted a hard golf course, I'm not sure which. But Greg does hard golf courses. And, and, Has he got a bit of saddest about him? What's he? Well, no, he, no, he just. I mean, I, I don't know what the brief was. I mean, well, I do know what the brief was at Elliston, which was the course he did for Kerry Packer, which was. He didn't care what he did as long as it was hard. So Alliston's the hardest course in the country. So Greg was, as I said, he did hard golf courses. Okay, so who's the uh, the third? Well, I like Royal I... Queensland because we did it. But you know, I think Royal <laughs> Queensland's an interesting golf course to play. It's a it's a flat golf course largely, but you know, it's a sort of golf that I like to play. It's unsurprisingly, given that we designed it, but. You know, it's the sort of golf I like to play where you've got to stand on the tee and you've got to th- think about where the pin is. You've got to think about where the wind is, where the tees are, and which side of the bunkers you're going to play. So there are a bunch of bunkers in the middle of the fairways at Royal Queensland, but there's acres of room to go around them. Bunches of bridges? Well, there's a bridge at the end of it now. I mean, <laughs> Corey Pavin, when he played the Queensland, what was it, the Australian PGA or the ANZ Players Championship? I can't remember what it was, but. When they used to play under the bridge, someone asked him what he thought of the golf course, and he said, it's the best course I've ever played with a bridge over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is your view on Royal Queensland swayed by the fact that your Iric and your picture is in the locker room? Well, yeah, well, we, yeah, we did. I gave them the, 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 my pictures with the one iron I used to win the Australian Amateur. Trivia question, uh-huh. the significance of the one iron. It was... Out of the set. I, I know it was 1978. Is that, is that going to get for that? No, it was and Kingston Heath. There's a, there's a relationship between that one on and Kingston Heath. <laughs> it was when Ted Sterling was the pro at Kingston Heath. He sold me for $19.50 a club, the set of irons that Ray Floyd used at Kingston Heath in the 1970 Australian Open. And with them, I won the Australian Amateur. Is that right? Yep. With Ray, Ray Floyd's clubs? Ray Floyd's clubs. They were the set of clubs Slazinger made for him. And, and I knew they were his because... The, the standard off the rack set of Slazenger clubs at that time, because they were they were they were hand ground. Yeah. Well, they, they weren't. They were they were good clubs for their time, but they weren't great. But you could always tell the sets that were made for the players, because the guy who made them would stand there and grind them for for days to get them right. So Greg Alexander, a friend of mine who now lives in lives in Germany, he caddied for Lee Trevino in 1969 at Yarra when Trevino used a set of clubs that were made out of the Slazenger factory. And he gave those clubs to Greg. And they were an unbelievable-looking set of clubs, which that model morphed into being the Australian Maxfly blade, which became one of the best-selling clubs in the 70s and 80s ever. I mean, but but the guy who made Floyd's set made that set for Trevino a year earlier, and they were an amazing set of clubs. Does Ray Floyd know that his clubs are famous in Australia? Ray Floyd's got no idea. Have you ever bumped into Ray Floyd and told him that? Since, but no, I never told him that, no, but... Don't you think you'd be fascinated? Oh, I probably should have. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I won the. Well, I don't want to make this about me. I, I, I won the. I, I won the Victorian Open yeah. with a set of clubs with Marilyn Smith's name on the back of them. I put a little bit of a strip of. I found them in the back of the Spalding factory. They were a set of Spalding elites that they'd made for Marilyn Smith to use when she played an exhibition match or, or a series of matches in Australia, and she left them in the at the back of the spooling factory and I was digging through boxes one day and I found this set of irons, a great looking set of irons. So I took them, got a, set of, a strip of lead tape, put them over the Marilyn Smith's name and I used them to win the Vic Open. So I won the set of, <laughs> won the Australian Amateur with a set of Ray Floyd's clubs and the 
Vic Oakman, the Sam Marilyn Smith clubs. This is why, uh, to all our Queensland no, listeners, this how, is how have we gone there? I don't know, but this is why Andy's not here. He was very nervous about where this might go. So, so how have we finished up there? No, we're not finished yet because we want to. We want to ask you. So there, you three: uh, Hope Island, Stoke, Hope Island Twin, Twin Waters, Brookwater, Brookwater and Royal and, Queensland, and an RIP to Laguna Keys, which. I'm not sure one day if there's ever a way to get that place back, but that was a that was a beautiful place to play golf. What about the Brisbane Golf Club and across the river in Japili? I played Brisbane in. We played the McDonald's program there in the mid eighties. Twenty five thousand for the day. That was a lot of money for the day. And I played in Japili in the Queensland PGA. I remember Steve Williams caddy for me, playing with Peter Senior and Ozzy Moore, and Ozzy played the best golf I'd ever seen him play. Aussie won that tournament by a street. Just played. Aussie could really play, but he mm. couldn't chip at all. But if he ever got that, well, if he just kept hitting the greens, he was fine. And that that week, he just hit all the greens. It was amazing golf that he played that week. So good courses from your memory. Good, yeah, good. And are we really full of credit for the Brisbane Golf Club, who've not only thrown their doors open to the Isuzu Queensland Open, but also uh, the Interstate Series, in, in, along with Royal Queensland in the last couple of years. It's, it's really thrown its doors open to the, the public and trying to put its name back on the map, which I think will help with these sort of rankings in, in the future. Yeah, no, they're good courses for sure. Further north, I want to throw a name up to you, Clive Palmer. I want to put it on your radar because I put it to you, Clates, that he's taken arguably the best resort course in Australia and minced it. One of them. I haven't seen it since – I haven't seen the resort since he took it over, but I only hear bad things about it. I hear it's – But that was a great course, Coolum. No, it wasn't great. Royal Melbourne's a great course. Oh, sorry. Let's go back to the – A great resort course. It was a terrific course. A terrific course. We, okay. we played some very good tournaments there. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a fantastic place to play a tournament week. It was a, it a was good so golf destination. Fun. It was so much fun. Everyone would go there at the end of the year, mainly for the Cool and Pro Am. It morphed into the Australian PGA, but but we all would go there at the end of the year and play that Pro Am at the end of the year. And it was it was just a great week for everybody to kind of wind down and go to the square at dinner time, and everyone was eating pizzas and take away. It was it was great fun. So, but but I I haven't seen the, 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 the I haven't driven through the gates in fifteen years and. Well, I have. I saw the PGA that Daniel Popovic won. Mm. I saw that one. Have you played at Mount Coolum just up the no, road? No, I haven't. I've only ever heard good things about that course. Yeah. But I only hear bad things about what's happened to Coolum because it's – I'm not sure what's happened to I, You know, The place has been run into the ground by the, by all reports, which okay. is – I'm not sure what the game is or what the end goal is, but, yeah, it's completely bizarre what's happened up there. For, you know, for a place that, unlike Laguna Keys, was – it seemed like it was commercially incredibly successful. Mm. Uh, I want to throw out the name Sanctuary Cove to you. I'm not sure what your thoughts on that are. I, I've, I thought when I played it, from a very mug standpoint, that it was a, a good, good fun track. The the Pines course, is that what it's called? Well, there were two, the Palms and the Pines. We played the, uh, the what they call that, the great event, the opening event that Michael Gore, when he had Sinatra sing and Lendl and Chris Everett were there and Palmer and Ray Floyd was there, Curtis Strange. Um, there was a powerboat guy there. So that was he had every, everyone who was famous in the world was at the opening of Sanctuary Cove. We played a thirty-six hole, well, a seventy-two hole event that Curtis Strange won at, on the Palms course, and then we played the Robert Allenby's first event as a pro, playing with Roger Davis. Allenby started off his career on the tenth hole at Sanctuary Cove with a water ball and a triple bogey. Did he really? Yeah, he made seven. And it went downhill hole. from there. Well, it went up from there. Oh, went a long sorry, way up. From sorry, there. Rob, but. 
Um, look, look, it was a it was an Arnold Palmer design when Arnold Palmer mailed in designs. It was it was everything that was that was wrong with, in my opinion, with, with golf course design in that era when you would hire a famous pro who would turn up once or twice and mail in a design. And and it's you, know, you look at I look at that golf course and look at the work that Ben Crenshaw and Bill Core and Gil Hans and Tom Doak do now when they don't mail in designs, they go and hand build golf courses. But that was from an era where you paid a famous player a lot of money to put his name on a golf course and they went and built something that was, it's a good course, but it's a mail in. And, and, and it's, you know, I think the, the, the world of design has advanced on a lot from that era. Well, I think I encourage you all to get involved with Inside the Ropes on Twitter, Inside the Underscore Ropes, where we will readily disseminate Clates' home number so that you can debate this with him yeah, I'm, personally. I'm always happy to debate, and if I upset people, then sorry, but you know, if, you don't, <laughs> if you're not saying people, you're not telling the truth a lot of the time. That's very true, and we encourage everyone to have an opinion here, whether it's, uh, whether it's right or yours. Exactly right. It's my opinion. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. The world's That's full it. of them. That's, oh, well, we should. What is your Twitter handle, Clates? Because I'm sure, sure what, what there'll is be. It? M, M, is, it? is it Michael Clato15 or something? Michael Clato15. Check yeah. it out. You'll, you'll be able to yeah. find him. You, can, uh, you can argue with me on that happily. Because uh, we do encourage feedback, especially from irate members of Royal Pines or uh, Tawantan Noosa or anything like that who feels like they've been snubbed horrendously. Yeah. Well, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, Clay, to appreciate that very much. Um, it's always a tricky tricky topic. Uh, for our Queensland listeners, encourage you to go back and listen to the previous nine episodes via the Golf Queensland website. It's going to be the end of our state-specific programs, but there's going to be plenty of Queensland content remaining on the national podcast, which you can uh, source out through Golf Australia and the iTunes app, Let's go with that. I'm not a really good host with the iTunes sort of side of things. But thank you all for listening. Uh, Thanks, Clates, for your opinions and your contributions. And we'll catch you all again next week.